Welcome back to All Out Brawl, an MG podcast where we talk about brawl, even though apparently the community just hates it. The community thinks it's a big, fun sh- sh- place to shoot the breeze on. You, I, I wasn't sure if we were going to start with that, but now that you have, I guess I can add some context. Um, I had post So apparently there was an event, a side event at a GP recently. I think that's what the event yeah, was. Yeah, it's GP Barcelona, I think. Yep. And um, there was one person who entered the Brawl multiplayer event, so he won by default. So I essentially commented on Twitter that, oh, that stinks. I I wish Brawl or multiplayer Brawl is like the best way to play Brawl, I, like the yeah. way I enjoy. And then somebody commented very negatively about my opinion on that, which was, well, first off, it's like, why can't some of us like Brawl and some of us not like Brawl? Like, I understand the people who might not like multiplayer brawl that's fine i just don't understand i feel like it's one of those i feel like a lot of people don't like it but they don't have really good reasons not to like it yeah well it's just it there was a big reddit thread too because that was like the top thing on our magic tcg for a while where it was like that guy posting that picture and all of the comments were people just being like brawl sucks and it's like i mean I understand that, like when pe- when they announce Brawl, people are like, "Oh, this is just a cash grab to like make people play the game." And it's like, yeah, surprisingly, they're a company that makes this game. They want people to play it. How strange! Um, <laughs> but also, like, yeah, if you don't like it, then don't play it, and like, you don't have to be such a negative piece of poop. Yeah, I just said was... a bad word, didn't I? Oops. I try to keep it clean with this podcast. <laughs> I didn't realize podcasts had to be clean. I didn't know if we were. They don't, they don't have to be clean, but I'm I'm making an effort as opposed yeah, to the other fine. podcasts I do. You could where just we say lots just of gross bleep things. it out. Yeah, that's what I did the last time. It's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, yeah, it's just I just wish people would be more open minded about it and be willing to try it. Yeah. That's why I like when we go places to bring multiple decks, like. Yeah. Um, don't expect people to have Brawl decks, but if you want to play with people, perhaps bring your own Brawl decks to let them try it. Yeah. Like, we went to the open house on Saturday night, and I played with, uh, pro- I think he said he was 15-year-old, and he was just getting into Magic, and he really enjoyed Brawl. Yeah. Like, he, he, he brought his Liliana Planeswalker deck, and I was like, I could play, I, the only 60-card decks I have are my Brawl decks. I could put my brawler into the deck and play it as a 60 card deck I said what do you have any extra decks i could just play one of those and said yeah sure and then we played like three games and he really liked it it was fun nice meanwhile i was um mercilessly destroying <laughs> his little sister with the welcome decks because i'm i don't hold back i don't know what to tell you but it was good she she, she seemed like she had a good time she also played a couple more games after that and uh one of the people who is better at teaching people to play magic helped her a lot more and I was like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to just overrun them with the terribly mismatched blue deck that just overwhelms all the other welcome decks. Like, stupid. Um, anyway. I, I want every episode we produce to maybe work towards alleviating people's fears about like the downsides to Brawl, like rotation and whatnot. And I think our topic today will help that in that just pointing out all the playable brawl cards that are coming out in M19. Like yes. every set that gets released, there's going to be cards in it that are not borderline playable, like really good from uncommons to mythics that aren't just brawlers. So well, and like, even, there's always going to be a well, huge suite of things to work with. And just spoiler, I'm going to give us this one common because um, 
actually, the thing about it is, in general, commons aren't really where you look for stuff. But, you know, with Brawl, we have a limited card pool. Sometimes you have to dig in the commons. And honestly, there are a couple in there that are pretty good, but they're actually reprints in standard. But there is one that I don't think is a reprint, Tormenting Voice, um, that I think is actually like is fairly playable in most red decks because that's discard draw two yeah i think so that's not a that's a reprint well i know it's a reprint but i'm saying like it's not in standard right now yeah Yeah, sorry i what i meant was with those other ones like there's like rabid bite and a couple other ones that but they're already in that is a good yeah like cathartic reunion is in standard um but this is this is kind of like an easier to cast version of that so yeah so anyway yeah there's just uh i don't know so that's like there are actually still a few commons even but we're not going to get that deep into it because you know we talked about the brawlers last episode we went way over time on that one already um and we want to make sure that we can actually get through these cards rather than um just kind of like you know, just saying the names and just kind of running through being like, oh, it should be good. Like, who knows? <laughs> so, um, but today, yeah, we're going to talk more about the mythics, rares, and a couple uncommons here as well. Um, to get us started, do you want to just jump right into these mythics? Sure. What's this first one? So, I guess the first one I am interested in being a blue mage is Omniscience. Ugh. So, this is a reprint um it's a pretty busted card in commander people try to cheat it out and then cast all their spells for free so i'm not sure if there is a way to cheat it out in the current standard maybe with either or the that energy thing that maybe that i don't know i was gonna say tezzeret cheats it out technically oh because it's a permanent in your deck yeah yeah this might go in the tezzeret artifice master um brawl deck yeah as a nice tutor target for his ultimate. But I think if you're playing maybe a Tatiova ramp deck, Oh, this is sure. Good. Yeah. Or if you're playing any deck with blue and also green, maybe this is good. I think it's, it's really, it's seven, it's 10 mana. So that's right. a lot, but yeah, maybe if you're cheating it in or if you're casting it for, right. Which like, yeah, even it's... if you cast it for 10, everything else in your hand is free afterwards. So yeah. And I know it's a reprint, but yeah, just to clarify, it is that seven generic and then three blue mana for that enchantment that says you can cast spells from your hand without paying their mana costs. So, um, actually, interestingly, I think with like the kicker theme and Dominaria, I don't think this is like, like, I mean, obviously it's still really yeah, good. You're in blue, but I like think with kicker, you still have to pay the cost. So in something cheaper that does maybe a similar effect, is the as foretold from oh sure yeah when that rotates out this could maybe i don't think it fills its place yeah but i still think this could probably be broken yeah well so kind of along those lines um when you're saying you know oh it's a 10 mana you know enchantment whatever um there's another mythic in the set that i want to bring up here apex of power this is a new card it is seven generic and three red for a sorcery and it says, exile the top seven cards of your library until end of turn. You may cast non-land cards exiled this way. If this spell was cast from your hand, add 10 mana of any one color. Um, so I know that this has come up a little bit on some like EDH type uh, reviews of the set, um, especially because like it doesn't seem all that good necessarily because especially that big thing is just the adding 10 mana of any one color. Um, so this doesn't really work in multicolor decks. Um, I think you could push two colors maybe and then like, but you're still, you're dumping 10 mana into it and you're only going to get, you know, like you'll only probably be able to play like maybe three of the seven cards if that. Um, but if you're in a, like a mono red deck, like if you're in a, 
the thing for me, if you're running a Neheb the Glorified, or no, a Neheb the Eternal, my apologies, Neheb the Eternal, the mono red that gives you red mana for each damage that's been dealt, um, I think this card is busted. Like, <laughs> this card is so good in that deck specifically, um, and that's still in rotation right now, so uh, I think there's a good Brawl deck there for, you know, just this is like next, like, two months or so but like that could be a really sweet mono red deck using this apex of power um yeah, yeah. and you get to see those cards before you choose which color you add so that's nice that's true yeah and but i, I was thinking it's funny because if you do exile omniscience with it you can add 10 blue mana to yeah. put omniscience into play so the thing with this card is it's not like you're not cheating things out in the sense that paying less mana for their mana costs so, like, Omniscience lets you play right. maybe yeah. a 10 CMC card for free and then a 5 CMC card for free. This card lets you play a total of 10 CMC thing for free from the top of 7 cards of your library. So, Well, I mean, if you're... It, I guess it kind of depends. If you have other cards in hand, you can use that mana for them, too. Um, if you have a weird yeah. strategy there. So, like, effectively, I think this card essentially says, pay, t- like... You can cycle se- 10 mana. Yeah, to add yeah. seven new cards to your hand that you can cast that turn. Exactly, yeah. To temporarily draw seven cards, um, which is not bad. Like, I think for Brawl, it could be a nice finisher. Like, especially, like yeah. I was saying, with that mono red deck, just if you can top deck some, like, burn spell, Jai is Immolating Inferno, hint, hint, like, boom. Like, you can just kind of wipe everyone. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Let's talk about the next card on the list. Um... Oh, well, I guess your turn. Um, which one of these do you want to talk about? Um, I think we touched upon Crucible and Scapeshift enough in past episodes that we probably don't need to spend too much time on them today. Okay. So I'll talk about Nexus of Fate. That mm-hmm. is the new Biobox promo. Um, I think it's a seven mana instant. Yep. That gives you an extra term and then turn and then it's shuffled into your library yeah so so the exact text it's five and two blue for an instant take an extra turn after this one if nexus of fate would be put into a graveyard from anywhere reveal nexus of fate and shuffle it into its owner's library instead so this is a stop you from decking tool yep this is a um extra turn carded instant speed i don't know why you'd ever cast it on somebody else's turn oh maybe if you're talking about of course, you you cast on someone else's turn, so you can take a turn right after them. You can cast then, this, yeah, yeah. That's true. You can. I would yourself. always think, yeah. I I guess I'm always of the mind to take the extra turn after my current turn, but I could see how, like, let's see who does what and like kind of poke ourselves in there and yeah. Like, or I guess yeah, you could also do it before your new turn, so you get an extra turn and then your normal turn. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is you do it on the end step of the person before you. Um, the other thing is, due that to is this stupid. card... Yeah. <laughs> due to this card being printed, um, it's also probably a good strategy to wait until someone else Nexus of Fate, and then you Nexus of, fa- Nexus of Fate on top of them. So that way you take your extra turn before they take their extra turn. Because you think everybody's going to be playing this card? Oh, yeah. No, like, this card is busted. This card is so so broken. Like, um, Especially for multiplayer like singleton formats because why wouldn't you run this card you're going to have seven mana at some point and you will be using it to take an extra turn and then later Mm -hmm. in the game also using it again to take another extra turn and then just doing that forever like uh, yeah if it's the last card in your deck you get to 
play it as many times as you want. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's Nexus of Fate. We'll see what happens there. Um, so it looks like the last one on our list here is Resplendent Angel. Um, so this is a three mana, three, three with flying. It's one and two white. Um, it's a creature angel. And it says, at the beginning of each end step, if you gain five or more life this turn, create a four, four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. And then you can pay three white, white, white until end of turn. Resplendent Angel gets plus two, plus two and gains lifelink, which you'll notice makes it a five, five lifelinker, which means you will be getting a four, four angel. Um, so I guess the big parts about this one, obviously it's a three, three flyer for three. That's always good. Um, but also... It also says at the beginning of each end step. So if you have other ways of gaining life, if you have some kind of life gain brew, um, you know, Fire Song and Sunspeaker, uh-huh, um, then you can create angels on every turn, essentially. And then also, once you have the mana, you can dump it into the plus two, plus two, and lifelink ability. Um, also, Lyra Dawnbringer gives this lifelink. So, you know, essentially, this plus Lyra Dawnbringer equals angel every one of your turns at least also potentially other people's turns so you know good stuff there (laughs) Um, yeah it's it seems quite nice for an angel deck or a life gain deck or both or just you know a deck that could use a three three flyer for three mana like why not like i'd consider putting this in my shalai deck because it's kind of a good creature also tokens theme deck well yeah since it's white green you can ramp and then you'll have mana to dump into that ability it doesn't require tapping it doesn't say you can only do it once per turn obviously dumping 12 mana into it is kind of hefty to get a 7-7 lifelink flyer but that's still a 7-7 lifelink flyer like that's not that's nothing to sneeze at so no yeah especially if you don't have anything else to spend your mana on yep so those are the mythics um like so the rest of them obviously are going to be those elder da- elder dragons on all the planeswalkers there's also like one more that's just a terrible card bone dragon um which i don't want to talk about because it's terrible so that'll be the one we all open yeah, obviously i don't think our graveyards are big enough in brawl for that to be even then more than not, a one time thing it's just not good no it's just not a good card it's terrible um so anyway i like instant speed yeah. Oh, it enters the battlefield tap. Yeah, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really bad, and I'm sorry for you and for me and for all of our listeners and every player of Magic. That will be the one mythic we will all open for sure. Yeah. Yep. Let's not talk about it right now. <laughs> so let's move on to rares. Um, so I'll start on the rares here. Um, so I mean, we talked about a couple last episode. I'll just I'm not gonna. I don't say I don't think we should go into them too much. But Alpine Moon, Amulet Safekeeping um chaos one bane fire the one i want to talk about here is cleansing nova so this is the three and two whites so five mana total for a sorcery that says choose one destroy all creatures or destroy all artifacts and enchantments this card is really good this is yeah the art is also noah bradley so you know i'm already (laughs) inclined to like it (laughs) yeah i mean it's so i think right now like one of the things we've noticed we've talked about a lot especially in our games of brawl we've had a lot of like really clogged board states um so board wipes are in high demand right now we only have a couple like fumigate hour of revelation um i know somebody runs star of extinction oh yeah dusk to dawn um there's a couple but like this one is so clean and so good especially when we like when we've seen a lot of 
there's a like I talked about, I think an episode or two ago, I feel like I don't run enough artifact and enchantment removal in my decks because Mm -hmm. a lot of strategies in brawl, it seems rotate on or not rotate. That's a bad choice of word, uh, revolve around using a lot of artifacts and enchantments. Cleansing Nova just thumbs its nose at that. It's very good. I think it's a really good card. Um, yeah. I, yeah. White could, white likes its board wipes. It's going to want the ones that are more, um, I guess narrow. Like yes. this one gives you choices. You can, depending on the board state, yep. draw all creatures or artifacts and enchantments. Yep. And it's a little, um, maybe safer to cast than an hour of revelation. If you, are kind of wanting to maybe save some of your own stuff. Yeah, well, that's type. that's the main thing that I, especially in hearing some other people talk about it, like if you're doing really well on the creature game and everyone else is kind of like more heavy artifacts and enchantments, blow them all up and you'll well, still be nice ahead. Well, the thing is so. artifact, like if people have a lot of artifact creatures. Right. And you want to, yeah, it's really good. Yep. Okay. Um. How about another one? Your turn. So... The next one here we have is Hungering Hydra. It's an X green Hydra. Um, enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. It starts as a zero zero. Hungering Hydra can't be blocked by more than one creature. When it is dealt damage, put that many plus one plus one counters on it. So this seems really versatile because you can cast it early um, and it's going to start growing depending yep. on like in, in a four player game that can't be blocked by more than one creature thing is it's essentially i don't know it's like reverse menace i don't know what to call it but yeah it's it's yeah it but the main thing for it is that it means you can essentially use this as a removal spell to pick off your opponent's creatures um because they can't chump like can't like they can chump it but it just gets bigger and they can't like double or triple block it the big thing i the main reason i put it on this list for dinosaur tribal, this is yeah. grossly good because you're running. It has yeah. essentially enrage. Yes, right, exactly. It essentially says enrage when it takes damage. Put that many plus almost one counters on it. When you're doing it in a dino deck, you're already running a ton of things that just ping your creatures for tiny amounts of damage. This thing yep. will get huge. So I think I think this is a good add, even though it's not a dinosaur. I, I think it's just yeah. a great green dump spell. Like you're dumping late game mana into it. Yeah, you're getting this huge creature that's like it's it's not just a vanilla no X yeah. green. It has all these abilities on it that make it even better. Right, um, but yeah, so that's I I think it's I think it's definitely going to be good for most green decks. Um, you, like with additional benefits for some of the um, Ixalan strategies. Um, so the next one on our list here is Liliana's contract. Um, I was. I was interested why you put this on the list. Yeah. I I think it could be a thing. Yeah. So it's three and two black for an enchantment that says, when Liliana's contract enters the battlefield, you draw four cards and you lose four life. So, I mean, obviously, card draw. Just so good. Just kidding. The important part is, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four more demons (laughs) with different names, you win the game. I was just thinking about it. This slots so freaking well into a Razaketh deck. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. you're tutoring the other demons and, and her and this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no wow. razaketh right now we've got razaketh and belzenlock are the two elder dra- demons that we've seen um but I'll, i think here i'm gonna have to do a real quick search just to make sure that i'm not talking out my butt here 
You also have the rights of Bells and Locke. So you yep, get the you can demon make from that demon. the yep. saga. Um, one second. Type demon. So yeah, so yeah, we have I, well, okay. So we also have the Demon of Dark Schemes from Kaladesh. Yep. We have the Herald of Anguish from uh, Ether Revolt. We have Amit Eternal, which is the three drop from. Uh, that's a our, demon. Yes, it's a zombie crocodile demon. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, you also have Apocalypse Apocalypse Demon from Hour of Devastation as well. Archfiend of Ifnir, Baleful Amit, which is the three drop. <laughs> Crocodile demon at uncommon from Amonkhet and Soul Stinger, which is the four drop common scorpion demon from Amonkhet. So uh, every demon you keep naming makes me want to build this deck more. Yeah. So right this now, is silly. To be fair, there are nine demons in standard. Um, let me just make sure that I'm not missing any from uh, M19 because I might be. There is one. There is a Demon of Catastrophes from M19 as well, which we didn't put on our list. It's a four-drop rare demon, 6-6 six, six, Flying Trample. As an, additional cost to, as an additional cost to cast the spell, sacrifice a creature. It's okay. You're excited. <laughs> yeah. So, like, ten demons in standard, most of which, like... With a demon yeah. command brawler that has a tutor built into him. Yes. Oh yeah, I think this is a deck. I think I think this is definitely something you can build. Um, oh, so silly! It, and it's especially so silly. if if you this is like you you play this for the first time against a new play group, it's just going to be a fun surprise. <laughs> yeah. The, to be fair, it does specify that at you you do win at the beginning of your upkeep, and you have to have all four of those demons, which makes this card harder to do in multiplayer. Obviously, you get three. You have three other people that are all going to be like, hey. That thing is going to win him the game, so not that, um, yeah. but like it's still good. I think, especially since you're running these huge demons that mostly have upside, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I think you'll, I think you'll be okay. But obviously, you're in a black deck; you can just blow up all of their stuff when they try to, you know, do their do their sillinesses to your demons. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, do you want to go into the next card? So the next one we have here is Mentor of the Meek. Yes. Um, it is a reprint. It is a 2-2 two, two for 3 mana. And it says, whenever another creature with power 2 or less enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay 1 uh, generic if you do draw a card. So this is, I mean, this is a staple in a lot of commander decks. And I yep. think it's going to slot super well into decks that are creating a lot of little creatures. Yep. No, definitely. Um, they're yep. essentially your creatures all be all become cantrips for one extra mana. So the card, yep. the creatures you're casting are replacing themselves, and it just it's a lot of value in a three well, mana creature card. And the important part, really, that I want to stress is that it does say when it enters the battlefield, not necessarily yeah. cast. So this works for tokens. This works for all sorts of stuff. Which white, you know, we saw has a lot of soldier tokens from Dominaria. You can run green to do sapperling tokens. Like Imagine this in a deck with Oketra's Monument. Exactly. So, it, we're, this would probably yeah. go well in a deck that's led by, um, what? Lena. Yeah. Like, although Lena's so bad. I don't know. I, I think, you think she's bad? I like her. I don't know. Build her and convince me. Um, do you okay, want to do the I'll next do card since sure. you've got a reprint on that one? Um, the next one here is Metamorphic Alteration. Oh, great. I don't know where that is. Okay. Well, I have it right here. Um, yeah, so it's a two-drop enchantment aura. It's one in a blue. 
It's enchant creature. As metamorphic alteration oh, yeah. enters the battlefield, choose a creature. Enchanted creature is a copy of the chosen creature. So the big thing here, like obviously you look at this and you say, oh cool, now I can have two of that Hydra or whatever. Um, the bigger thing here is that this can enchant your opponent's creatures. And copy a little measly token or something. Yep. So can work as a removal spell, can work as a turn my, like a polymorph turn my creature into a better creature that's on the battlefield. Yep. It's very versatile. Yeah, and especially since we have brawlers, um, if they have a creature brawler, this is a great way of getting rid of that creature without necessarily removing from the battlefield. Um, obviously, yeah, and... yeah, if you copy like a token or something, it'll be easy to kill, but it does mean that they won't be able to use it unless they get rid of the enchantment or, you know, somehow kill it themselves. So I think this kind of fills the same role as um, the one that makes things walls from the last oh set. yeah uh ice oh no. shoot why am i blanking on it deep i played freeze. in like three decks yes deep freeze yes so oh yeah I just have brain farts no i know i i feel yeah i i think this is the ideal i think would be deep freeze something and then metamorphic alteration something else into the deep freeze creature does that work i don't see why not well, if it's no, a copy, it then it's a copy of the actual card, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. That's why, like, if you put Helm of the Host onto a creature that's deep freeze, you get a copy of the creature and not. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Well, still, deep freeze and this should both be in your deck in order to. Um... It's just blue doesn't yeah. have much removal. Blue does normally bouncing, so. Right. If you're playing blue, this is either a removal spell or a better creature spell so i think it's yeah good good and it's only at two mana so why wouldn't you Um, i'm actually looking at the next card so okay cool so next we have one with the machine it's another blue card three and a blue sorcery draw cards equal to the highest converted mana cost among artifacts you control so blue needed more card draw i know yes um but this is actually this gets better in an artifact deck that's running big artifacts yeah so joy was probably running this assuming it's going to be like a four mana draw five if you have paradox engine out yeah or well the I big mean, one the big one i can think for at least most of the artifact decks i've seen is that gilded lotus is a five drop oh so this so is gilded lotus into this with an extra mana draw five wow yeah so really good yeah and then um the other one paradox engine like you said the thing is there aren't actually a lot of high cost artifacts all of the gear hulks are artifacts so this yep. will work for all of them um there aren't actually too many more past that but at the same time traxos is a four drop and i would gladly pay four mana to draw four cards like yeah because that's that's above the normal rate exactly so i think the thing about this card is that especially in artifact specific decks this is amazing and even in decks that aren't necessarily artifact focused this can still be pretty good because if you're running things like the um cultivator's caravan even this draws you three cards for four mana which is great like that's not bad at all so i think this is just a good draw spell um even with even if you're not in an artifact centric deck so the next couple cards are actually one of a theme that i wanted to quickly talk about so the first one is graveyard marshal and it is a zombie yep soldier two black for a zombie soldier three two that has a activated ability two black exile a creature card from your graveyard 
create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token. So this is instant speed, um, like, not graveyard recursion, but graveyard interaction that yeah. you're making zombies with. And I think the next card I want to talk about that we touched upon briefly last week was Death Baron. I think there might be a zombie deck brewing in Brawl with some of the additions in M19. Because, well, like we yeah. were saying, Amonkhet had a nice zombie theme. The one thing would be finding the brawler you wanted to use for... Scarab God. Hands deck. down. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. Probably Scarab God. Yeah. Or, if you wanted to go mono black, Liliana from Yeah, Amonkhet. that's true. Or the Liliana from M19. They're both zombie yeah, brawlers. Yeah, they're both so. zombie focused. So, I think yeah. there's... I, I have a zombie Sadisi deck, and it kind of... I like the zombie theme. Like, I like using my graveyard as another tool, so... Yeah, I do like the fact that the Graveyard Marshal that you brought up um, is a good defense against Scarab deck, or Scarab God decks. Oh, yep. you're going to steal my creature? No, I'm going to turn it into this zombie instead. Yeah, and then if you're playing this in a Scarab God deck, it's another line of defense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those, yeah, so zombie stuff, and then let's talk about the next one. Um, we didn't mention it last episode, which is a crime, because this card is <laughs> probably... Maybe one of the best cards that is in this set, from my opinion. It's Runic Armasaur. One and two green for a 2-5 dinosaur that says, Whenever an opponent activates an ability of a creature or land that isn't a mana ability, you may draw a card. This is busted. <laughs> in multiplayer games, especially like... This applies to EDH as well, but Brawl yeah. sees a lot of this too. You're going to have to yeah. like pay so much attention to not miss any of the cards you're going to be drawing. Because yeah. it's going to happen a lot. Yeah, because think, like, especially some of the Dominaria ones, um, you've already got Shalai and Kazarov and uh, even, like, you know, Rona. Like, there are so many cards that have activated abilities that we are Brawlers themselves. One. Yeah, exactly. That Well, I was talking about Brawlers themselves, but, like... Um, there's lots of cards in yeah. like decks too that are just yeah. There's also lots of deserts and yep. we're getting that hexproof land. Well, and on top of it, I think the big the big offender for that one will be the rivals of Ixalan and Ixalan lands that flip because all of them have additional abilities that aren't yep. mana abilities. So, oh, I'm so excited for this card though. It's so exciting and it's a two five dinosaur slots right mana slides right into the dinosaur deck yeah exactly it's like it's protecting you while you're drawing a bunch of cards yes i see this seeing a lot of play yes and honestly this is one of the things like i think this is both incredibly good for brawl and for edh so like oh happy to see wizards appealing to both both audiences although they do overlap pretty much all the time let's talk about the next card do you have so we have this is a red card, I'm assuming? Yes. Sarkhan's Unsealing. Yes. I have it up if you want. I can run through it and you can talk about it. I have it. Okay. So whenever you... It's an enchantment for three and a red. Whenever you cast a creature spell with power four, five, or six, Sarkhan's Unsealing deals four damage to any target. And then it has another line of text. Whenever you cast a creature spell with power seven or greater, Sarkhan's Unsealing deals four damage to each opponent and each creature and Planeswalker they control. This seems really good. This is... Um, the the main thing is, I think this will be really, really good in EDH. 
in brawl i'm a little more skeptical because i think being able to run consistently like being able to consistently drop things with power four five six and seven um will be hard i don't think it's impossible especially because you know if you're building a dragon deck specifically like with Mm -hmm. sarkon or something like that then you'll hit at least five or six power pretty much every time you cast a creature spell after turn five um but like yeah i think it it, there'll be decks that love this card yeah it kind of reminds me of warstorm surge yeah i think the but in a standard card yeah i think the main thing is maybe like a red green deck that last ability is just so good that like because you you essentially are going to wipe most players if you do that because it's four damage to them and each creature planeswalker they control you'll hit all the creature and planeswalker so like you'll hit all their brawler planeswalkers you'll hit all of their tokens you'll hit all of their like you know smaller creatures it's just gonna be great like i don't know i think it's a good card um we'll see if someone can build a deck that makes it really good um next card is Okay, we talked about this one a little bit last time. Leonin Warleader. Um, it is the cat soldier for two and two white that says whenever it attacks, create two one one white cat creature tokens with lifelink that are tapped and attacking, and it is a four four. Um, yeah, it's good. Like I don't know what else to say. <laughs> we talked it's about a, it a little bit already, but yeah, it's stat wise um, on curve. It has an amazing ability. It's cats. I'm here for this card. <laughs> yes um yeah no i think the main thing will be that you know if you're running this card you know why you're running it and it's either because you're going wide with tokens anyway or you are doing some kind of cats thing with you know pride sovereign why not just give an extra plus two plus two when it attacks that sounds great um but yeah so i think uh i think it looks really good um Mm -hmm. so i'd love to play this into anointed procession the next turn and attack and make four cats gross um Speaking of gross, do you want to talk about the next card? Valiant Knight? Yes. Is another white card. It is three and a white for a human knight. Other knights you control get plus one, plus one. So it's a knight anthem. And then it has an activated ability. Three and two white. Knights you control gain double strike until end of turn. And it is a three, four creature. This seems super good in any knight tribal deck. Mostly Ariel. Yeah. Oh, God. This is stupid. Yeah. Oh, God is right. Yeah, this is this is going to be a gross, very okay. good win con. So for Ariel's Ariel. already a four four for four. Yep. Play this the next turn. She's a five five. The next turn she's a five five with double strike. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if there's enough like a better. I don't, if you're playing knights, you're playing Ariel. I don't think there's a better brawler for that. But no. Well, yeah, I don't think there is either. But like, yeah, this is just good. This is very good. Stick it right in. Um. I don't think it's good enough to be in a deck that doesn't care about knights. No. But otherwise, it's amazing. Yep. Um, So the next card I want to talk about is Transmogrifying Wands. It's the three-mana artifact that says it enters the battlefield with three charge counters on it. One, I can already tell what deck you're going to put this in. One tap, remove a charge counter from Transmogrifying Wand. Destroy target creature. Its controller creates a 2-4 white ox creature token. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. So, part of this is that it's not great that it only works at sorcery speed, but mm-hmm. it does destroy target creature in a colorless card. Yes. So, And imagine this with cards like Skyship Plunderer. Yeah. 
Oh, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm thinking you're probably going to put this in your blue Jace deck because it, like, you're trying to get extra counters on stuff with cards like that. I and mean, blue is a maybe. deck with not much, re- like, hard removal. That's true. It would fit there. That's a good point. Like, um, also a deck with a lot of bounce. You're making creatures, token creatures, so with bounce be- turns into just remove them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is, I think this has a place, especially like Chris was pointing out in a mono blue deck, um, that doesn't have a lot of hard creature removal. This is great. Um, if you're running like black or red, um, you should probably be running real removal because <laughs> that's better than this, but it's still not bad. I think this is really good, especially for just, you know, like you were saying the decks that need it. Um, it's not, it could be better, but and I don't think it's, like, by any means, I don't think it's breaking. Like, I don't think it's... I think when this first got revealed, people were like, oh, my God, Pongify. But then they realized, yo, you do it three times, and also it's only at sorcery speed, and you can't do it multiple times on the same turn. Like, there's a lot of restrictions on this card. So, it might be good in some cases, but I don't know if it's, like, especially game-breaking. Um, do you want to talk about the next... How about... Okay, I'm going to talk about the next card, and then you can talk about the last card on our list. Yeah, here. I was planning on that anyway, so... Cool. So the next card, um, I mentioned it in passing, I think, before, but this is a reprint. It is 5 and 2 blue for a 3-7 Sphinx. It's Wind Reader Sphinx. That's right, if you're... I don't know. Whatever. It's it's a rare now. It's not a mythic, thank goodness. Um, it's a flying 3-7, and whenever a creature with flying attacks, you may draw a card. <laughs> so, um, it turns out that Unesh Sphinx, Sphinx Tribal is actually pretty good now. M19 gives you another, like, two... Is it just two Sphinxes? It might just be two Sphinxes, but they're very good Sphinxes. Um, so, I think this is a great addition to any blue deck with flying creatures. Blue, white, blue, black. You know... Anything that has flying, this by itself is not entirely like it's still it's only three damage, but you're drawing a card every turn when it attacks. Like, still good. It's a very good card. Seven drop, a little expensive. I think it's a good card. I think this will see play um, in at least some blue decks that have been more aggro focused and a lot of flying creatures. So, uh, do you want to talk about the last rare on our list? So the last one we're going to talk about today is pro. Oh my god. <laughs> Prodigious Growth. Um, it's an enchantment aura. It enchants creature. And the enchanted creature gets plus seven, plus seven, and has trample. And it's four and two green. So I really like this card. I think it's I think it's gonna um I don't know. It's really the stats you get for the cost are great, and on cards that care about power like I think the card it works like really well with is Cultivator of Blades, which pumps all your creatures when it attacks based on its power. I yeah, I, we were playing a game against Cultivator of Blades the other day. We were talking about what are good ways to pump this card's power. It's like, well, there's an enchantment coming out in M19. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, um, I think the big concern, obviously, is as it, as it always is with an aura, is that um, two for one, two for one, and this is always going to go on your creature. You're never going to do this to an opponent's creature. Um, I mean, unless you have some weird, like, unless it's some politicky thing in multiplayer brawl where you're like, I'll pump your creature so that we can you know, murder that guy or whatever, but I'll pump your creature if it never attacks me. Right. Which, but you don't want to do that because it's giving it trample too. That's the thing that I think is the best part about this is there are multiple cards in, in standard right now that are just like big fatties that don't have trample. And I'm like, let's give them trample. Let's make them fatter. (laughs) Yeah. Or as Vivian Reed says in the flavor text, look how cute it is now. 
The gross thing though is that that is definitely some kind of insects insectoid like creature, and it's so gross. It looks yeah. really gross, but it's a good it's good art. It's it's well done. Um, but yeah, I think I think the the big concern is obviously just the same thing that always comes around with this type of aura, which is that like you're making something huge, but it still dies to walk the plank. You know, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Um, I think it's good. I think if you're doing like if you're doing it with cultivator of blades i think you're doing it right i think this is like drop on cultivator blades to swing for the rent like for the end of the game then like yeah that's pretty sweet um okay so there are some other stuff in here but i mean we already talked about the legendary creatures um most of it's not underwhelming just kind of like you know it's not bad it's just not really worth bringing up um there is I guess the one thing I did notice is that there is the two-drop 1-3 spirit that's one in a blue, Supreme Phantom, that has flying, and other spirits you control get plus one plus one. Do you think there's a spirits deck here? I honestly don't know enough about the spirits in Standard to say that right now. Yeah, I don't think... I, I know there's a couple other spirits in this set specifically, but I don't think there's a good brawler for it. Do you think... Maybe this is hinting at something for Return to Ravnica again perhaps ravnica does have a pretty heavy spirits theme like spirits was the zendikar stuff right so well no spirits was big in innistrad that's what sorry i meant innistrad yeah the white blue spirits that whole timeline of magic is yeah that whole standard is kind of one in my head fair enough um but yeah so there's that and then like yeah i think there might be like i remember that in the original ravnica there was a big spirits thing but if I remember correctly from the lore, the like spirit realm got like bubbled off of the actual Ravnica plane. Like there used to be like an additional piece of the plane that was like the spirit quarter, which is like ghost quarter, the card. Um, But then like at the end of that storyline, it like got like dislocated from Ravnica and they could never come back or something. I don't know. So I don't know if that's a big thing. Maybe that'll be part of it. Who knows? Cause Nicol Bolas is marching his undead army to it, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something like that in, like, Azorius, especially. So, let's move on. Oh, yeah? As we get closer to time, maybe pick a few of the ones we like the most in Uncommon, because... Okay. Sure. I mean, we already talked about a couple, like Poison Tip Archer. We're not going to talk about that again. Um, Hyromancer's Cage is essentially a worst cast out, so, like, that makes me feel sad. Um we have Rex Age, which we yep. talked about as a reprint. That's just a really good creature that also destroys enchantments and artifacts. Um, I did make a note for the Mare Cycle. Um, if you want to try to make Horse Tribal work with Joda, I guess, um, go for <laughs> it. But Please yeah. don't. Um, and then Sleep is a really good card. Essentially a good way to end the game. Is it target opponent? See, yeah, it's I guess one opponent. Yeah, in multiplayer that gets a little risky because you're essentially going to end the game for one person, but then you're leaving yourself vulnerable to die. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, the I guess the two I want to talk about, and then I'll let you. Well, there's a third one I also kind of want to talk about, but I'll see if you talk about it first. Um, the two I want to talk about are Colossal Majesty and Double Cast. So let's start with Colossal Majesty. It's two and a green for an uncommon enchantment that says, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a creature with power four or greater, draw a card. This is just broken. This is busted. Like, green... I You make fun of me for this, but honestly, green is the best card draw color, and it's because of this. Like, I this is amazing. Green is the best 
conditional draw card draw color. Yeah. Like, green always makes you meet a condition to draw cards. Blue just lets you cast but spells to draw cards. Green rewards you for doing what you were going to do anyway by drawing Fair. cards. Like, if you're playing a green I'm... deck and you don't have a creature with power four or greater, you're not doing it right. Like, this but the thing is, will always if... draw you a card. On an empty board, this is a three mana card that's not giving you any card advantage, whereas divination is a three mana card that is drawing you two cards. See, that's... I would argue I would argue that this card draws you more cards over time than Divination does. Yeah, divination gives fair. you that like rush of two cards, but this card could draw you anywhere from like like you're saying zero, but it could if you're running green correctly, you could draw upwards of like five cards from this. Well yeah, in the right circumstance you're gonna draw you're gonna essentially be drawing two cards every turn. Yeah. But in the worst circumstance, you're not going to get anything out of it. So yeah, I don't know. I I I think it is really this, good. Yeah, this card is gross. I'll just defend blue a little bit because no, I'm, unacceptable. I'm a mage. <laughs> um, yeah, but so that is like I was just saying, run it in your green decks. It's going to draw you cards. It's going to be great. Um, the other card I want to talk about is double cast. It's red red for a sorcery that says when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. So, the main reason I'm bringing this up is because Jaya's Immolating Inferno is really good. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, this is really color-intensive to do that, but if you're playing a deck where you're, one of your main win-cons is Jaya's Immolating Inferno, you'll make it work. I don't know. I think this is just gross. Like, it, it's su- a sorcery, as, so, yeah. As a person who doesn't really like blue-red maginess, I was surprised you picked this card. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I, I can recognize true power when i see it don't get me wrong it's just i it, it's obviously an uncommon it's a sorcery you can't do instant speech shenanigans but like i think if you're casting a spell to try to win the game like a game winning spell throwing like two red on that nexus of fate exactly like and that's the only reason i'd play nexus of fate on my own turn um <laughs> But, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think I think this is a very good card. I think we don't really have a lot of besides like especially in red, we don't have a lot of copying instants and sorceries. So I think this is a good one. Um Adelie's the Cinderwind says, Hey, plus two plus two for all my wizards. So um because this is a sorcery and then you're gonna cast something else. So yeah, I think I think this is a good card. It's obviously not a rare because it's an uncommon, but it's still a good card. So I guess one of the, we don't have it on the list, but I just saw it and I think it is worth mentioning. Um, Rise from the grave. It is four and a black for a sorcery that says put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. That creature is a black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. Yep. I think it's a reprint. It is a reprint, but it's but a it's just good a reprint. great effect that I'm not sure there is a lot of in standard right now. No, I think we don't have a lot of um, necro- necromancy effects yeah yeah. so So. this this card is probably going in a lot of black decks because it's from a graveyard so it's anybody's graveyard yeah i think the main reason that it like doesn't see that much play is because it's a little expensive but i think for brawl that's not a problem and like i love this type of thing yeah this should definitely go into some black decks i think when when we get that um it, it lines up, like you're saying, with pretty much everything you want to do. It does the same thing. It does half of Yawgmoth's Vile Offering. It does. It works because it makes it a zombie, so it works with all of the zombie stuff that we have going on, too. Like, you don't it's need pretty a, good. It's also, you don't need a legendary creature to cast it. So. That's true. Um, but you also don't get to destroy something. So, yeah, um, yeah so, that's true. And then, 
we have another card I really, really like, like illusionists and shapeshifters and stuff. So these are always my favorite types of cards. And this one is Mirror Image. It's two and a blue for a creature shapeshifter. You may have Mirror Image enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature you control. So the thing about Brawl is you normally don't have two of the same like creature card in your deck. This lets you have two of maybe your best creature card on yep. the battlefield in your deck. So Yeah, no, it's um clone effects cannot be overstated. Um obviously this one doesn't necessarily do the same thing that a lot of I think it's only clone... your creatures. Yeah, so you can't but... clone your opponent's stuff, but it's still like if you're building your deck around this card, not necessarily around it, but you're building your, this, your deck with this card in mind, you can get some pretty cool stuff. Like yeah, ETB effects, um, making a three-mana version of maybe an eight-mana creature. Yeah. I mean, yeah, essentially, it, I think it requires a little bit of deck finagling. Like, you, you have to know what you're going to do, but if you're doing, like, a green-blue deck where you have some huge green creature, you're like, oh, I'll have another one of those. Thanks. Or, you know, if you're doing like a blue red deck and you want to copy, you want to grab another spell from your grave, you're like, I'll copy the fire collar. Well, I guess that one doesn't work because it's a kicker cost. Hmm. Something else. Not that one. Gives you another poison tip archer. How about that? Makes it so all of your. <laughs> God, that card is so busted. I didn't so realize. So you're saying this is what you'll do in. Um, Moldrotha. Yeah. Well, that's. I didn't realize it said whenever another creature dies. Like yes. any other creature. Yes. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway. We didn't talk about it today, but it's very good. Yeah. Um, the last... I'll, I'll just make one more note. It is an archer, which is the best creature type. Um, the last... Even your superlatives. The last uncommon I want to talk about um, is Psychic Corrosion, which is two and a blue for an enchantment that says, whenever you draw a card, each opponent puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. The reason I want to talk about it, I don't think Mill is that big a... Like, I don't think there is a good, like, mill option for Brawl right now. But you still have Fraying Sanity. So, maybe you can make it work. I don't know. Millstone now, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, I think there are a couple little pieces around that, like, you might be able to make it work. But, you know, Nexus of Fate will poop on all your dreams. Because it's into a graveyard from anywhere. It'll just get shuffled back. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I don't know. I just think it's a fun card. I think... With the Demir coming up in Return to Ravnica, we might be seeing some actual mill strategies coming around because the Demir have always loved milling people. Um, so I think this card might be might be one to watch for um, if you're if you like mill strategies, you might have something coming down the pipe, and it, like this is a card that will slot into that deck perfectly. I'm, so I'm almost willing to venture we'll get a Demir mill brawler. I mean, they already did Mirko Vosk and Svazid. Like, like I, I, I guess know, Lazav was a, different. That's a but... thing. That, like, that's generally what the Demir legendary creatures are all about. I guess that's true. I just wish they At would least expand in the... Ravnica, right? Yeah, I mean, Lazav is a little different, but I don't know. I just, yeah, we probably will. Let's just, let's just say that we'll probably in get some one. form, maybe yeah. even a reprint. Yeah. So that's just about everything. Um, yeah, I mean. We talked about a lot of cards from this set. I really liked that we went into like just beyond the brawlers because yes. I think there are there's just so much good stuff coming with M nineteen. It's yep. an important it's important to like realize brawl is expanding right now before it's about to contract a little bit. Yeah, no, seriously, there is so much in this like if you just scroll through 
there are cards like Switcheroo and Thud and like all sorts of stuff that like is very good for very specific decks. Um, so we're not going to go into them here, but like just take a look because there's angels, there's dragons, there's all there's skeletons. Like there's all sorts of different strategies and like tribes that are kind of supported by this, um, which is weird because you know the other set that's going to be in standard with it is Rivals of Ixalan and Ixalan, which means that we'll have some of those tribal support cards. Maybe not necessarily for these tribes, but you still have like Vanquisher's Banner. You still have a couple cards that like are like just tribal. So I don't know. I think I think there's some there's some stuff here that might be pretty fun. Um, not only looking at what we already have, but as we go forward, kind of you know helping guide us into um, the new the new standard um, after this rotation. So I don't know. I love it. I think it's a good set. It's- it's very fun. Yeah, I'm excited to pre-release this upcoming weekend and then draft it a couple times too. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I, I I I am not as excited for limited. I don't know. I'm very excited for brawl. I'm very excited for the EDH potentials that come from this set, but we'll see. I think it'll be fun. Um, and you know, after after all this is done, we'll have commander 2019 which will have absolutely zero relevance on our our podcast because we talk about standards so (laughs) but i'm excited for that too um and then in the fall we have rotation um i think that's just about everything for m19 yeah we'll be talking about decks we're brawling with (laughs) brawling brewing with these cards so yeah um forward to that I guess the other big thing, um, the banned and restricted list came out today. The updates came out today, and there are no changes to Brawl, banned, restricted. Um, so we're still where we are. Brawl and Sorcerer Spyglass are both, or and uh, Smuggler's Copter are all banned. Um, but that's it. That's all we got. So um, I guess yeah. As as standard is want to do, since standard changes, we'll probably see changes in the future. But uh, it's nice that we're not... It doesn't seem like there's a big push for anything right now, which is good. Um, I think that's just about everything. Um, if you want to talk to us about... If you want to if you want to help support us in our, in our upset about the fact that Brawl yeah. is getting pooped on in, in the community, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter. We have... And our, I think it's oh. important to... Like, if you do like Brawl and if you're playing it, make sure people know that you are. Yeah. Like, that's the way Wizards is going to keep supporting this format. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't... I I just... We could go on and on about that. Don't we probably will in a future podcast, but, yeah. like, yeah. Don't be afraid to say you like something just because a lot of people are being very vocal about not liking it. Yeah. Um, but if, if you want to tell us... Yeah. Excuse me. Please do. Yeah, and that's at... at all out brawl mtg on twitter and generally i'm the one who's responding to tweets and stuff and i really like if i see a tweet i'm responding to it so yeah if you want to interact with us that's the way to do it yep definitely definitely know that i'm not doing anything any work <laughs> um but yeah except through me yeah um but there, there's that um you can also email us uh uh all out brawl mtg at gmail.com if you have longer things or you know, whatever. Um, but that's everything. Uh, you can also, if you want to watch Chris stream, he streams video games on Twitch. It's You might have heard of it. It's twitch.tv slash R-E-T-T-O-T-O. 
Rototo. Um, so you can watch him play a variety of things. Right now it's Pokemon. Luckily, we record this two days in advance, so that'll probably still be true. Um, <laughs> but until next time, when we will talk about something else besides M19, I promise. Um, I've been Sam. And I have been Chris. And this has been All Out Brawl. Ooh.